We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Alright, here we go. Happy Martin Luther King Day to Knicks Nation out there. Three-game losing streak over with the Knicks. Get a W, 106-86 to in the land. Seven Knicks with over nine points. J. Ellis, Marcus Mars, Julius Randle with 19 points apiece. And and uh, solid effort, a second-half effort, man. The, the Knicks hold the Cavs to just 36 second-half points. The two guards that killed the Knicks in the past, Colin Sexton and, and uh, Darius Garland, get held to 10 of 40 shooting. Ha. And, uh, and yeah, the rest was history, man. What would you think about this dub tonight, man? I think, the, I think the Knicks started off knowing that Colin Sexton was kind of having a great January from the jump. I felt like Alfred Payton's defense, as soon as the game started, was pretty spot on. Yeah. Pretty Pey- Peyton came to play tonight. Give him credit. He, he came to play tonight for sure on the defensive end for sure. Yeah, on the, on the defensive end had a great, pretty good all around game. Always had people up, but had the defense today. And I felt like, uh, as everybody saw, that third quarter was pretty pivotal. We were down one point at the half, fifty to forty nine, and the Knicks kind of stuck there, put their foot on the necks of yeah. the Cavs. The Cavs didn't get anything going. Morris and Randall took over. Uh, capped by the four-point play and the flagrant foul that Morris uh, hit at the mid-mid-mid-third quarter. Yeah, yeah. Continued by the second unit, too. <laughs> uh, agreed, agreed. And I think the, the defensive tone that was set in the third quarter was set by Bullock and, and Peyton. I thought they, they set a nice tone defensively. And then Frank and Mitch. Yeah. You know, Frank and Mitch came in and and uh, really stifled the Cavs, did a great job. You know, Mitch's offense was lacking today, but his defense still came out there with four blocks. And mm-hmm. and let's salute your boy right now because whole team dot, friend of the program, 
Uh, Damian Dotson with a nice bounce back game. 12 points today, 5 of 7 shooting. Uh, I thought Dot and Dot had a solid outing for us on both ends, man. Yeah, man. 71% from the field overall. To me, Dot, oh, usually when you bench Dot, it kind of like charges him up like the battery comes back with mm-hmm. the bench. Usually has a good game because he has time to sit and think about it. So kudos to Dot today with the 12 points and the five rebounds. And, and the three-point shooting was great, 100% from three, two for two. And was able to get to the hole with Gusto. Gotten really a whole lot better at finishing at the rim this season. So good job by him. Yeah, good good job by him. Another uh, solid outing for Marcus Morris. Once again, um, leading this team on the offensive end. Comes back with 19 points today. A little ankle scare, as you said. Picks up a four-point play in the third quarter. Uh, lands on, I think it was Oseman's ankle. Ends up finishing the game. We'll see what happens after this once things tighten up and... and uh, and he gets off of the ankle. We'll see what happens. But, you know, the injury risks, you know, he had the neck injury. He had the Achilles strain, ankle. We got to we gotta keep this man in bubble wrap, JL. We gotta keep... <laughs> you, 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 you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say the exact thing. Wrap that man in bubble wrap. The trade deadline is around the corner. We don't need anything crazy yeah. happening. I'm I'm I was surprised he was even in the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I mean, we we needed this offense. Um, the, the Cavs had absolutely no answer for him. I mean, they they tried to put Osman on him. He was just eating Osman's food all day long. Uh, the the Cavs just had no answer for him. He, he was in his mid range mook bag, and yep. he was destroying him. Absolutely destroying him all all over the field tonight. Absolutely destroyed him. I, I love what I saw from Mook. And Randall. I mean, Randall's been cooked in that first quarter. I feel like he's kind of playing lack of days good defense. Oh yeah, he he was he was playing terrible defense. Terrible yeah. defense. Let's just let's just call it what it is. Uh, Julius was playing terrible defense out there, um, but but luckily he was able to settle down. Yeah, second quarter it seemed like he came out there more with purpose on Kevin Love. Like, listen, man, Kevin Love he can shoot, but you have the athletic advantage. You should be able to blow by him whenever you want to. Yeah. I feel like that out. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the Cavs aren't, aren't a good uh, rim-protecting team, and we knew that. We knew that, and so I think the Knicks did a good job in the beginning of the game. Although it was a sloppy game, I thought they did um, do their best to, to impose their physicality, get their points in the paint. We know we can't shoot that well, so it was good to, for us to get in there, get a rhythm, and, and uh, you know establish that presence in the paint because the Cavs are just, like you said, a wet paper bag out there. And so offering no little to no resistance. So I yeah. thought, you know, Morris Portis, Taj was mixing it up early. Uh, even Port, you know, even Portis, you know, even though, you know, Jails. I mean, Portis got his his his, his uh, points to me in garbage time. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> absolutely, man. A- absolutely. So uh, once again, 106 to 86 win. Salute to Knicks Nation out there. Hit that thumbs up button for your boys. Happy MLK Day to... Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Knicks fans out there, salute to you guys, salute to everybody that's uh, still with us watching JLs. Yeah, you know, that definitely got to support. Uh, got to salute the diehards. Um, let's go to the phones. Let's hear from JJ from Brooklyn. See what he has to say about tonight's W. JJ, how you feeling, man? Yo, what up, guys? How you guys doing, man? Good, man. How you feeling, bro? Good, man. Pretty good, man. Thanks. Uh, my bad about last time. I wasn't saying I don't, I don't love, love Barrett. Barrett's my guy, man. I wasn't trying to say it, you know. I was more bashing Frank and Knox, you know. Yeah. RJ's my man. But uh, yeah, well, I thought I thought yeah, Kev's, yeah. Kev's minutes guys? was. I thought Kev got yeah. active out there tonight. You know, mm-hmm. um, what Kev finished yeah, with yeah. like four points or so. Yeah. JLs. Let's check check the stat sheet real yeah. quick on yeah. Kev. 
five points with the six rebounds. Five points and six. Six rebounds. boards, six boards. You know, I thought I thought Kev got after yeah. it a little bit for I, sure. Yeah, yeah, he did. The thing's been a little better the last few games. You know, a little, a little bit. You know, yeah. I'll see what we can get from him at this point. You know, but um, I really want to know who you guys think. You know, deadlines and what? I think two and a half weeks. About who do you think is gonna be? You know, who's gonna be gone? You think there's any chance they even trade like a Randall? No. You know, and uh. No, no chance. No, no chance. I think I think it's Morris. I think Ellington, Portis, DSJ. I think those are the four most likely jails. Where are you at? Yeah, you think there'll be a lot of guys gone? I don't know. I don't. I'm not saying a lot of guys, but I'm saying if I could think of the guys who I would see being traded, we know that they're actively trying to trade DSJ. We we know that there's interest in Morris. Not so sure. Uh, uh, the Knicks' motivation to trade. You buy the report. Good. Do you buy the report that they don't want to trade him? No, I don't buy that. I don't know, man. I don't. I, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not what are you saying, Jails? I'm not as confident as CP on on that front of all oh, this. I don't think I'm not sure. I'm so not you, sure. you so you think it's posturing here? I don't. I know. I think they might be telling the truth. I think it's posturing, <laughs> and that and that they will actually yeah. want to get more wins, and they might like they. I still haven't seen proof from Perry. And, and Mills that they like to make, you know, big moves at the, you know, the half month yeah. trade deadline. So I'm not sure if it's posturing or not. Yeah, yeah. Can I say one more point about the defense? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Peyton and Frank, I got to give them a shout out, holding out Garland and Sexton. I believe they were like 10 for 40, I believe. From 10 the for field. 41. That's pretty 10 crazy. for 41, no yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they were hot coming in those two, man. They were, you know, the few games before, so that was really, really impressive, man. Yeah, Pre- appreciate the so, call, man. That's all I got. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it, JJ. Um, coming into this game, Colin Sexton was averaging twenty-two points a game on forty-six percent shooting and forty-six percent shooting from the three jails. Uh, we know the first game, him and Garland torched us. Yep. Second game, we bounced back and and were able to keep him at bay. And tonight. I think I thought it was a was a solid, solid defensive outing from Peyton, who played a spirited defense. He, you know, he he can do that when he wants to. And, yeah. and Frank, you know, for that's Frank's typical A game effort. So great job yeah. by them. Great great job by them for sure. Peyton came into the league as a defender. He was drafted with a defensive reputation. When he was on Orlando, he was known for his defense first. So he has that in him. You can tell when he turns it on, it's all the way on. When yeah. He, so, like, good job by Peyton. They were obviously aware of the scouting report. 10 for 40, nothing to sneeze at. Good job by the Knicks. Yeah, good job. And also, they were able to hold Kevin Love. You know, Kevin Love is obviously their other uh, – that, that's where the firepower is coming from. Mm-hmm. So, they were also able to hold Kevin Love to uh, – I'm trying to bring up the stat sheet here. Hell, Kevin Love to 4-14 shooting, 12 points. So four fourteen shooting for Kevin Love, six of twenty for Sexton, six yeah. of twenty for Garland, ten of forty uh for for for, for the backcourt. Yeah, for your top guns, yeah. Kevin Love holding him to twenty eight percent from the field is yeah. nothing to sneeze at. Only thing you really had to worry about was Tristan Thompson with the twenty two rebounds, which is why they was even kind of in the game in the first place. And, yeah. Uh, Osman who was hitting early threes because Mook wasn't trying to really chase him off that three point line. But give the Knicks credit, they adjust in, in the second half, and we able to get the win. Yeah, impo- impose their will, you know. Very, very few teams that are as bad or worse than the Knicks out there, JL. So yeah. <laughs> give credit where credit is due. They were able to take advantage of a Cavs team that's rebuilding, 
uh, trying to get rid of some of these vets, uh, particularly Kevin Love, and mm-hmm. and just you know obviously you know not not winning too many games. Yeah, and they just came back for, off a road trip. You know that's the the perfect time to catch a team if they're winning or losing. Usually the tied off a road trip. Knicks took advantage. It came out very lackadaisical, the Cavs did in the third quarter. I'm glad we got the win today. Yeah, three-game losing streak is over. Uh, so, so Knicks get a bit of a, a, a nice win here before the Lakers come into town on Wednesday. So to everybody in the chat once again. Let's see who we got in the chat. We have uh, Jack Peters in here. What's going on, Apple fanboy? Salute to you. Agent uh-huh. Super Argo, my guy Pranav in here. Uh, Freeze Jackson says it has team hashtag new. Salute to Freeze Jackson. Uh, JL, so who's in your chat today? Shout out to John Talento, who we likes to chat. Uh, chat jump. Shout out to you, John. Mm-hmm. Shout out to A.O. Shout out to you. Craig Williams always holds me down. The moderating over here. Hinton Murphy. And Sean Brown as well. Shout out to you guys. Yep. So salute to you guys, man. Um, Reggie Bullock jails twelve points, five of ten shooting. Mm-hmm. He, you know he had a he had a lot of solid corner threes looks that just didn't go down. But I think yeah. overall, I just like his his defensive intensity out there. I like how he plays within the, the team concept. Again, like I said, he's one of the vets that I want to see as a holdover in this rotation going forward. Yeah, it might be a blessing in disguise. I mean, he got we got him because, you know, he had an injury. Because he got an injury in the beginning of the season, we were able to kind of sign him to a cheaper deal. Yeah. So, you know teams are going to be going after him to trade deadline. Um, hopefully, the Knicks say no. <laughs> yeah. Unless, unless it's something that kind of blows our mind. You know what I mean? Because that guy, he's, he has value right now. I want to keep him, man. Uh, I want to keep him. Like I said, it's only a matter of time before those threes start going down. Um, but like I said, defensively, he, he he's a playmaker out there. That's that's what I'm looking for, man. Yeah, man. He he really he tries to impose his will defensively. He, he doesn't really take plays off. He got he admired that about him. Yeah, Edward Stolen in the chat says he's on the cheap. Also, yeah, remember uh, that deal? You know, I think originally they had him pegged in close to ten a year, if I'm not mistaken, and yeah. they ended up um, talking him down because of the neck. Injury uh, that was disclosed, they ended up getting them for about four, about four years, four point seven five, I believe. Is it? it might, be, might be less. It might yeah. be it might be more like one point five or two. But yeah, um, I'm mistaken. Yeah, got got to look them up. I remember when they were scouting them. They were scouting Reggie Bullock in the draft, um, twenty thirteen draft. I remember when they were scouting him, and he ended up going to the Clippers. He's played for the Lakers. Played for Detroit since. And, um, yeah, well, let's see what we got in this kid, man. I'd like to see him going forward. You know, the the ongoing debate, JLS, has been about the, the vets versus the youngsters, right? Um, I got to, like, obviously, when you're watching this game, it's like you're watching this all-vet lineup that they have out there with Peyton and Randall and Bullock and Todd. Yeah. It, it, it's just, it's you just can't get enthused for it. You know what I mean? The minute yeah. Frank gets in with Kev and Mitch, I'm like, now I'm like, Totally paying attention, locked into the game, you know. Yeah. But even when we're winning, and it's just like Peyton, it's just like, oh, I can't even get up for this right now, man. Yeah, because we're not really going anywhere, so you want to see, you know, improvement from the youth, and that's what we're kind of looking forward to. Maybe, maybe they're telling uh, Miller to to do this so they can shop him. Who knows? Yeah, it was kind of weird for Miller to have um, some of these vets out even with like four minutes left. Yeah, Portis was out there. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I was kind of wondering, all right, maybe Trier, maybe maybe uh, Iggy Tom. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought I thought that was gonna happen, but it, that didn't even happen. 
I, it's fun because I like Miller as a whole and how he manages the game and and things of that nature. But yeah. I don't like he 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 gets funny with the rotations with the yeah. young guys and blowouts and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I thought kind of weird well like like i said on twitter yesterday um i'm not gonna trip over it until after the deadline if we're still coming out with this after the deadline then it's a problem yeah you know what i mean i would have to think that they see a they have a plan for this season because you can't just be going through with this with with just all veteran starting lineup Peyton, you know eventually peyton's minutes have to get shifted you got to go Frank back out there. If DSJ's still here, throw DSJ back out there. Second half has to be about, it, again, tryouts and evaluations, and it's got to be about the young guys developing. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? I know everyone wants to say their jobs right now. How many wins do the Knicks have? We have 11 wins or something? 11 and 32. 11 and 32. We six wins away from tying our season average last season. We're kind of – we're on pace to beat that, right? We're, we're on pace to be in the 20s or something like that. So, I mean – Maybe it's time to go to Dolan. Like, listen, you proved our point. We're better than last year. If, if you can look up the win rate at this point, let's just, you know, go for the young guys. And they might they might have to go that route. You know what I'm saying? To that, see what we want. That, that's what I'm trying to do, man. Because, you know, if they go in that route, that means everybody kind of stays and everybody keeps their job. But then – we need to play these young guys too, so it's, right. it's a cash play too. It's a cash it is, play. it is, it is, and and as you said, Perry has yet to show that he can get even you know a middle of the road type of deal off, uh, you know, bar, you know, Porzingis deal as an exception. So we got to see what what they're gonna do here and be able to get some of these guys off. I, I just feel like the second half of the season, I want to see more Kev, I want to see more Frank, I want to see Kenny up here. If we can yeah. get, if we free up a roster spot for for Peters. If we're able to, to make some a trade or two for, you know, the, the, the Knicks seem to have an infatuation with, with some of these lottery, uh, not busts, but guys that are work in progress still. Some mm-hmm. projects that they're trying to develop. If they can get another guy in here on, on the cheap, you know, that, that I want to see that guy playing. I want to see these guys yeah. being evaluated uh, for the, the future. Jerome Robinson, Zyre, Smith, yeah. World, Bamba, mm-hmm. guys, the young guys who kind of, no, languishing on the bench didn't really get a shot, but maybe the the reclamation project. The reclamation projects. There you go. There, there you go, man. Uh, back to the phones. Ron Cleveland in the building. What's, what's going on, Ron? How you feeling, man? Man, 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 man. CP, <laughs> Jay Ellis. What's going on, Ron? How you feeling, man? What's going on with you, fellas? Hey, man. Hey, it's a good night to be a Knicks fan. That's for sure. Yeah. And if hey, we can beat up on Cleveland, I'm happy. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you take them as they come, Ron. You know. Not that bad. <laughs> hey, but I, I got I to gotta address something right quick, man. Hey, you know, I, I had my first thoughts is I want to talk about Mitch, but uh, I got to take the time, man. Um, first off, uh, CP, JLS, man, specifically JLS. That dude that that called in the other night, disrespectful like that, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, y'all need y'all need to ban it. Oh, he's, yes, I see. yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we I definitely mean, take care of it. We'll, we'll definitely. He, he need he needs to be banned, man. Yeah. They won't, yeah. Don't even take his phone call no more. The, the way he came on that phone so so disrespectful. I mean, this platform that y'all got, you know, there ain't too many places that we as Knicks fans can go and, and voice our opinion on how we feel about the team without getting a national media. Viewpoint, you right. know, what I mean, we don't have this platform, and for you guys to be doing what you're doing, and 
and jealous for you to get disrespected like that, man, the other night. I, I didn't appreciate that. I really didn't. Listen, we, we appreciate it. And, and I would just say that I would just say that 99% of the time, um, I think the engagement, the phone calls, the, the banter in the chat has been positive. You know, Dave does a good job of screening, oh, yeah, screening the calls every once in a while. You know, something will slip through. But I think, you know, more more often than not, everything is has been on the positive. We try not to give that stuff to any type of energy. But like you said, going forward, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that, that we, we tighten up and, and those things don't get through to try to disrupt what we got going here. Yeah, man, you, you don't need you don't need no negative energy. We got enough negativity with what's going on with our Knicks this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, what I wanted to talk about, fellas, man, but our team, man, I, I'm, I'm really looking at Mitch. And and I'm disappointed in Mitch. And what I, what I'm saying that for is, you know, all through the preseason and everything, this guy's been shooting threes, been working on his game. And I remember the particular interview where he says, you know, ain't no need to practice it if you ain't gonna use it. You know, in the game, I haven't seen Mitch take one three point shot, man. And yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I think he maybe has taken two jump shots. It's time for them to really let this kid shoot the ball, man, because. If they're not throwing a lot, then Mitch, Mitch is not scoring. Or if he ain't that's getting it. a putback, he's not scoring. And, and, and that is it's really a shame. You can't teach seven foot one. So that that to me is a knock on our coaching staff because this this is almost this is almost we are almost a year and a half into this guy's NBA career, and this guy don't even have a jump shot. You know what I mean? So so that's a knock on them guys, man. And uh, so far as everything else with the Knicks, man. One thing I, I, I do agree with you, CP, when you were saying how we got a lot of these low IQ players, man. I mean, think about it tonight. If Mike Miller, if Mike Miller didn't call them timeouts to tell these guys, hey, we're beating these guys by going to the basket, continue to go to the basket, because at one point they got happy with the jump shot and just start jacking up shots. And yeah. I'm like, well, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. When you got a clear advantage going to the basket. And, and just like the, the cab announcer, because – for some reason, I don't get to hear the Knicks announcers on this NBA TV. But anyway, I mean, on this NBA app I got, but from what them, them guys are saying, they say we are the number one rebounding team in basketball. So if we're the number one rebounding team, we should have a better record than we have, but it comes back to those free throws too. So, so we got to tighten up, man. But really, I wanted to focus on Mitch tonight, man. Mitch got to start taking shots. He's got to start taking shots. And fellas, man, with that, hey, y'all have a good night. Hey, I'm gonna continue listening, man. And appreciate hey, it, Ron. I appreciate everything y'all do. Appreciate it, Ron. Appreciate it, man. Ron, Ron been supporting us since oh. since day one, man. Thanks, man. So uh, we we definitely definitely appreciate uh, the encouraging words from Ron. And uh, like I said, we're not gonna give give that that incident any more energy than it deserves because it really doesn't deserve any of it. But we definitely appreciate Ron for for his concern. Um, on the Mitch topic, JLs, you know. We still looking for mid range Mitch, man. Yeah, man, mid range Mitch. We still looking for mid range Mitch. Like, you know, it's. I don't know if they're not encouraging him to take it because right. I mean sometimes it's just like his man is like basically under the basket with Mitch in the in, you know at the elbow or something, and Mitch is still looking around to pass the ball. So, pull up. I, I pull up, pull up, bitch. We got nothing to lose, man. Let it fly. Yeah, I don't even know about this game, but I know more so that 76ers game, they were definitely leaving him open by himself. Yeah. By the foul line. I'm just like, oh, that's a gimme. 
And like, even if you're not going to pull up, you can at least put some pressure on defense by taking like a dribble. You know what I'm saying? Right. Dribble and a power dunk or something. Because you're still, you're still at the, the wingspan of a god. You can just jump up and dunk it on anybody. So, I mean, I, I, I agree. It's, it's time. It's time. I feel yeah. like it's time for coaching staff to, to kind of push him. You know, if he's not going to take it, just nudge him. Take yeah. that I, I don't see why not, man. We have nothing to lose. You know, uh, ESPN interviewed Patrick Ewing um, earlier this week. I think it came out today. I had retweeted it on my Twitter. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. They're doing a series on the the basically the changing of the big man's role in the game. So they interviewed Barkley. I didn't watch that one, but they interviewed Patrick, and I watched that whole thing. And he was just talking about how, you know, how the game has changed. You know, the big man's role has changed. Uh, uh, you know, obviously there's the, you, you see more guards going back to the basket post up play than the bigs. Bigs right. are, are taking their game outside, uh, much more skilled, much more talented, but still lacking that fundamental, you know, still lacking the fundamentals of yeah, a post up game and, and a go-to move. Yeah. That's what he mentioned specifically for big man. He was like, I had my go-to move. You don't need a thousand moves Two. you need a go-to move and a counter for when they Lock down that go-to move. And you know what, too? To, as much as people like hate Julius Randle, I do kind of feel like he kind he has that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's why he's kind of effective when he has that drive left and then he has that spin, that spin, uh, that little spin yeah. jumper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, he needs to show up his defense, but you, you're absolutely right, man. Big men don't have those moves anymore. It's more pick and roll back to the basket, shoot a jumper. Right. Right, right. So now, if the pick and roll is going to be taken away, which obviously most teams are going to do, what are you going to do, uh, being Mitch, to be a bit more effective? You know, yeah. it, I don't know. It, it probably it's not going to be a back to the basket type of thing, but maybe it's a little mid range, a little eight footer, something, maybe. just to keep the defense honest. Yeah, man. Because sometimes, you know, sometimes when you play pickup ball, there's people who are tall but don't know how to use their height. Mm-hmm. And, and when they tall and don't know how to use that height, you're kind of tall for nothing. Sometimes you don't want to be tall for nothing. Uh, yeah. And, you know, there was an opportunity for the Knicks to kind of give both Mitch the ball under the basket and try to post up move because I feel like he had, like, sex into somebody under the, the rim for, like, a player or so and no one passing the ball. He but, did. He was – they were trying to get him positioned for sexting, but he's got to get stronger too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. he's got to body sexting in that paint, man, and establish himself. So – uh, I did. I I know exactly that exact play that you were referring to. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Patrick Ewing is right, man. Patrick Ewing is right. I love the evolution of the big man now. They can shoot, but we still need some fundamentals, footwork yeah. to maximize what the big man can really be in today's age. Uh, yep. Uh, I to- totally agree, man. To- totally agree. So to everybody in the chat, once again, hit that thumbs up button for your boy, CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man JL's from Nick of Time Show. MLK, typical Knicks MLK matinee. Knicks win 106-86 to 86 over the Cavs. Uh, solid performances by, by the squad across the board. You had Julius Randle, Marcus Morris with 19 points apiece. Knicks mm-hmm. bench sparked by Damian Dotson with a bounce back game, 12 points for Dot. And, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, overall solid defense in the second half. 36 points allowed um, by the Knicks. Holding the Cavs to 86. They had held the Sixers to 90. Was it 90 points? They lost this. It was 90-87 that they lost. Held the Sixers yeah. to 90. So, um, you know, the defense is certainly stepping up. 
yes, you could attribute it to the, the Cavs uh, missing missing a good amount of shots. But I think, you know, they, they definitely imposed their will out there as well. Yeah, they mostly imposed their will, and uh, they did miss a good amount of shots, but also they didn't really, you know, they weren't, they, they didn't have that uh, dribble penetration problem. I feel like the Knicks get in trouble when uh, their guards beat them off the dribble, and it's kind of like a driving kick party. Mm-hmm. They didn't really allow that to happen today for the most part. And and even with the pick and roll with Kevin Love, that didn't happen that much either. So, yeah. Most of the- True, true story, true story, man. Um, let's shout out some people in the chat once again. Um, shout out Sean, shout out Sean Brown, Sean Black. What's going on, Leon Mitchell? How you feeling? We got a super chat in here from Joe Collins. Send okay. us a Canadian super chat, eh? Uh, he says Portis, Ellington, Morris have to go and DSJ. Okay, <laughs> all right. It looked like DSJ was practicing, JLs. So I don't know. You saw that picture, him and he was going one on one with Kenny in practice. Yeah, I did see that. So I don't, you know, he's practicing, and just not playing right now. Oh, yeah, is it that sore? What's I mean, uh, a trade is coming, man. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's that sore or what. It's, it's DSJ. That's what it is. <laughs> that's just pretty much what it is, man. I feel like you kind of have to be really uh, healthy to play. Yeah, versus Kenny Wooten because he can block your yeah, shot. Yeah. We we got uh we got Michael Lopez checking in here from Central Florida. Salute to Michael Lopez. Uh, everybody, thirty cities in the chat. Where are you guys checking in from? Let us know, and we will uh, shout you guys out. Let's go to uh, New Jersey. Stands with us. Wants to talk about the game. Stan, how you feeling, man? Hey, how you doing, fellas? Hey, uh, first let me start off by saying I, I really appreciate your program. Appreciate it. I'm a longtime Nick fan from 1969. And uh, you guys do an excellent job. Thanks. I, I have to say this. I know, I know, I, I know everyone has their, has their opinion. Um, I've coached before. I played high school and college basketball. Um, and I know a little, little bit of fundamentals. I have to say, and um, fellas, I don't mean to be rude or disrespectful the least bit. You guys really, really are uh, a, great, a, a great program, and I really enjoy it. I still have to say this, that looking at, the Nick rookies, outside outside of um, outside of uh, the, the rookie from this year, are Barrett. Dead. Yeah, you guys really, you guys really, really um, uh, uh, have a lot of love for, say Frank Nilakina. Mm-hmm. I watched the game from beginning to end last Saturday. Mm-hmm. The, the, we we lost that game on free throws, but also when the starters went out, the rookies gave you absolutely nothing, and they even lost the lead. And this happens not once, not twice. Not once, but not twice. This happens. Uh, I know Frank McKee is supposed to be a defensive specialist, but New York media really overvalues our our players. So what happens is if we just play just play with the rookies, you guys want you guys want the rookies just to play push the rookies, push the rookies. But our rookies outside of RJ are trash, and you say develop them. Yeah. But but New York has been here for over three years. Right. And this this time it's past due. So I've seen players, for the most part, who does he stop? So he's not a he's not a but, but Stan, let me like, ask you real quick, Stan. I hear I hear everything that you're saying, and you're not wrong. But here's your options: Would you rather see the vets play like trash and lose, or see the kids play like trash and lose, and maybe they get better? I mean, that's that's all we're saying, Jay. I don't I don't necessarily know if we're overrating them. I'm, my my standpoint is I'm going to be patient enough to see and watch if they can grow into something. 
right now, does it look like, you know, any one of these kids is going to be an all-out superstar? Probably not, right? Probably not at the, at the way, you know, th- these guys yeah. are growing. But maybe some of them turn into a role player that um, is, is kept on this team and can help this team win games, a la Frank, you know. Maybe Kevin Knox that steps into himself, becomes a better shooter and a better defender off the bench. Maybe RJ turns into a number three piece or so, right? You still got to start somewhere. Is yeah. is what we're saying? Yeah, I understand. And, and, and again, again, please, please forgive me. I don't mean to sound rude at all. Yeah, um, no, you guys, your show is excellent. Mm-hmm. And so, forgive me, please, if I sound uh, out of place or anyway, anyway, uh, rude. Frank, back in the day, there was a player by the name of Bruce Bruce Bowen, mm-hmm. Miami Heat, mm-hmm. and his job also for first. His only job was the lockdown defender, also Tony Allen. Lockdown defender, they couldn't shoot that well, but they, but uh, t- Bowen developed a, a corner jump shot. Mm-hmm. His job was to stop the two best player. Uh, Frank Nilakina should not, by no means, be handling the ball. By no means. So what happens is, like last Saturday, what happened last Saturday, uh, Randall, who has no right hand, matter of fact, he should, he, he should tie his hand behind his back. He, he can't handle mm-hmm. So therefore, when he when Frank's on the floor, they have no regard for him as a point because he knows he's not a point guard. So then Randall messes goofs things up because Frank should never, by no means, handle the ball. Your job, get in the corner, get get ready for your jump shot, like and like the defender. That's all. Yeah. And and fellas, I thank okay. you very much for your time. Appreciate it, Sam. Forgive me, forgive me if anywhere back on the Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. Go ahead, Jails. And you know what? I can't blame him for saying that if he's going off of that 76ers game. Yeah. Because the 76ers game, Frank was horrible. Like offensively, I like I think I think I went on, on Twitter and I'm not sure how much I went in on the program, but I, de- I I believe I did say exactly what he said where the the second unit kind of let go of the rope in that 76ers game. Um but uh yeah, Frank he got back. Yeah, I said last game he had, he went back in his old habits. He was kind of passing the ball when he didn't have to, it seemed like he's he he's kind of passing the ball out of fear last game, mm-hmm. and his handle wasn't. Yeah, his passing know, was soft. Yeah, this game today to me was the opposite of what happened. Like he wasn't shooting well today, but I felt like his handle was a lot better. He was going to the hole with purpose. He got a lot of paint touches, even though he didn't shoot the ball a lot. Like he even he crossed up, even kind of crossed up. Um, Darius Garland with like a little hezzy one-two cross. Mm-hmm. He missed the floater, but I felt like the handle today was a lot better. But uh, so I think I think Frank can't handle the ball. It's just that he has to you know, stay consistent, and that's part of being developing and, and growing as a player. Got to keep it consistent. What are the other options, man? <laughs> we we don't have any other options. We don't. What do you want to see? You want to see Kadeem Alley? Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. I like Kadeem, but Kadeem has reached his peak, and Kadeem has reached his peak right now. I want to see the young guys. Listen, Stan is right. These kids, they haven't given you much. To, to, to be enthusiastic about in the future, right? We all know that. But to me, I'm invested in seeing what the future holds. That's, we're not that's making, all it is. <laughs> What's up? We're not making the playoffs. So Yeah, we're not making the playoffs. So why I don't want to I don't need to see Peyton and Portis and, and Ellington out there trying trying to get an eleven win Nick team useless wins against the Cavs. I want to see Mitch Kev. Uh, Frank out there, win or lose, and see what they're dealing with. What are they doing? Game in, game out. Are they growing? Game in and game out. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting, CP, because I was hearing the the program from the Cavs announcers today. Mm-hmm. 
not the Knicks announcers. And, you know, we have the same record now. And their announcers still seem to believe that the Cavs can make a push for the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. They're, yeah. they're more homers than Breen, man. And <laughs> Breen, is, <laughs> Breen is a home of it. But, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's it, – listen, every, every pick is not going to pan out, man. How mm-hmm. how many how many Minnesota Timberwolves have panned out? How many Sixers have panned out before they got the the process and and Simmons and Markel yeah. Fultz who's playing on the you know they gave up on Markel Fultz sales. Markel Fultz and he's over here bullying LeBron. <laughs> it's it's not an exact science. How many Phoenix Suns have came and went? I can go. How many Milwaukee Bucks have came and went until they landed on the freak jails? We need to keep getting get, keep getting more picks. You know. Elephant. And, and and these teams, these aren't teams that have mortgaged their future. These are teams that have gone about it the right way. They go in the draft. They scout their player. They take their play. They build their young team. Mm-hmm. Everybody's not going to pan out, man. Yeah. I understand, though, because this, this guy's been watching. He's been Knicks fan since 19. Yeah, he's an OG. He's an OG. He's seen it all. He's seen it all. Seen it all. Rightfully he's so. Championship run. Yeah. <laughs> you seen the championships. I feel like players before this time era – I feel like they were a little bit more developed in their fundamentals all around. For sure. He's seen, he's seen, he's seen a stretch that's not pretty, CP. So I yeah, get it. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I definitely agree, man. I definitely agree. But like I said, you got to be in it to win it, and we'll see. The cream will rise to the top. Mm-hmm. And, and if somebody doesn't shake out, there's always next year. There's going to be another guard coming in here next year, Jails, that's going to push somebody out, and then it's it'll be his time. So we'll and the, more, the more I'm starting like to dig into to some of these guards for next season, the more I'm pretty hopeful. The more I'm pretty hopeful. Yeah. There's some guys out here that can help. All right, this is a guard draft, man. This is definitely a guard draft, no doubt about it. Appreciate the call, Stan. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. Uh, I want to shout out Escott thirty five JLC. He sends us a super chat. He says, uh, he says, you guys are going to take your show on the road to Vegas this summer or uh, in the near future. Yeah, we'll definitely be a summer league in Vegas. So uh, we will definitely want to see a, a, a larger crowd this summer. Last summer was great. Turnout was great. Survived the earthquake and all, JLs. You know, it was a great experience, man. Great experience. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, summer league was lit, man. I hope you guys make the journey. Uh, we had guys traveling from the Bay Area, from Dallas, from New York, obviously. And Knicks fans were, were well represented out there. So hopefully more of you guys can make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Escott is down in, uh, in in ATL. So he says we got, we got to make it down to ATL uh, and do a show one of these days. So that would be interesting as well. Definitely want to shout out Carlos Martinez checking in from Perth, Australia. All right. We got Omar checking in Colorado Springs, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, Jack Peters in here. Uh, we got Nick Flair from White Plains checking in. Okay. Camario Jarvis checking in from Antigua and Barbuda jails. All right. Man. Yeah, I'm not jealous about that. I don't know. I'm, I'm good. I'm good with the snow, man. I'm good, bro. I'm definitely jealous, yo. <laughs> <laughs> um, my girl, my girl, my girl's job got her going to my uh, Miami. Oh, for job this week. And I'm just like, ah, oh. nice, <laughs> nice, man. Must be nice, man. Seventy yeah. degrees. Absolutely, man. So salute to everybody in here. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's go to um, Above the Rim checking in from PA. Above the Rim, what's going on, man? Hey, fellas, what's going on? How you feeling, bro? Good, 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 man. Uh, real quick, I actually want to um, stand. I mean, I disagree with Sam's point. 
I mean, I respect the OG, but I mean, he was pretty much pointing out Frank, but I mean, since Frank has been drafted, we've had veteran point guards taken up his, his development. We had Session, we had um, Jared Jack, it's probably like two more point guards that we had that kind of like stunted Frank's development. So, I mean, between, you know, both of you guys, you guys can keep it honest. This is the, the most I've seen Frank improve um, by a long shot. You know, just on his handle, you know, people not being able to press him and pick him from, mm -hmm. from the other side of the court. He was, you know, was able to bring it up. He's now able to actually get into the paint. And, you know, whether it's a floater or an alley-oop to, to Mitch or, you know, a mid-range mid jump shot, um, mm -hmm. he, he's definitely proved. Like, like tremendously. So if we think about it, like how much more would he, how much more good has you know would he be if you know we didn't start his growth, but you know three coaches in you know his first three years, and so it's a lot that goes involved um, for science. Um, confidence is one thing, but we also didn't give him the keys and you know support him 100% after we drafted him. So, um, yeah. you know, as far as the young guys, too, I just want to ask you guys a question. What do you guys see in, in Kevin Knox? Like, what's the ceiling? Mm. What, who can we compare him to? Or what do you want to see out of Kevin Knox in three years? And then I'll, I'll you know, I'll yeah. chime in after that. Yeah, I mean, you know what, not so for me, man. I want to see a guy that can consistently stretch that floor and kill you from three, man. He has the length, he has the athleticism, JL. It's the way he gets up and down the court. Yo, he he has potential, man. Kev yeah. has potential, man, to to be a really talented scorer uh, on three levels. I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna be an all star by any stretch, but I, I think Kev has potential to off the bench to to be a nice. Yeah. Uh, uh, scoring punch for you, um, yeah. as as he gets older. I think he just has to put it together, man. It's between his ears for sure. That's that's what I'm thinking too. Sc a so not a not a not a starter, CP. He's coming off the bench. I, we'll see. We'll we'll see, man. I mean, obviously, he got a lot of minutes last because, year. Um, as a starter, right, right, right. yeah. Well, I have to see how it goes. Right now, yeah, Morris I mean, is blocking him. Right, but I think Morris could also make him better because Morris is making Frank better just by, you know, having that dog mentality, yeah. the, the right attitude. And you could definitely see a different Frank. So I'm like, if Knox is pretty much guarding uh, Morris in practice, like, how is he not getting better? Because I've seen a play that Morris did. They put him back in the game and they put him on the block. And then, you know, he faced up, jab up, pump. And then made the jump shot. I think it probably was over uh, Osmond. And I'm like, I've never seen that even out of out of out of, out of uh, Like, how hard is it to incorporate some of the things you're seeing from from your vets? Like, he doesn't have a post up game or face up shot. Yeah, it's the same kind of you know three point. I'm a driving the lane. Yeah, I'm even like gonna cause a offensive foul. I might fall on the floor. I might not miss a layup. And the only thing I'm giving him now, he's going, he's going to the paint more, getting, yeah. getting fouled more, shooting uh -huh. more free throws. But 
But I think Miller has to really dig in the second half of the season and, and figure out who he's going to be. Post up something, you know. Mm-hmm. They got to get him some easy baskets, man. JL's got in on that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm with you, CP. Like, it's really between the ears with Knox. He has all the potential in the world. You see, jump shot looks like it's going to fall eventually. It's pretty jump shot even doesn't fall consistently right now. But it's between the ears. Like so far, he just seems to have a little, a lot of mental mistakes. Mm -hmm. Like today, like he's still stepping out of that same sideline, like he does every. Yeah. Like he still does a lot of the same big mental mistakes. So I'm not. People who check in and out, who concentrate, like who step up in and out of concentration to me, I, I, I'm not sure if they have that to be like an all star at the top, but I definitely can see him being a, a nice scoring punch. Yeah. Down the line for sure. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. Go, you, you had a point, you were finishing your point? Yeah. Like, it's like RJ to me, RJ to me's mental makeup, even though he doesn't have the, the beauty. He's a dog. Yeah, he's a, he's, dog. He's, a dog. he's a dog, and he has the mentality there. Mm-hmm. I, I feel more comfortable knowing that even though he doesn't have like the physical gifts that Kevin has, but that he has the mental gifts to actually make something out of it. Right, so, right. Confident in RJ. Kev, Kev has the gifts, man. He's just got to improve his decision making. Some of his shot, his shot selections sometimes is is, uh, is questionable at best. You know, in terms of how he's forcing those three pointers up. You saw him today. You know, he caught the ball in the triple threat stance, but he's not so sure of himself or where he wants to really go on the floor. Like he doesn't really have that go to move, Jails. You, you know, yeah. he doesn't have that go to move that he can really take advantage um, using his size and his length. He, he just doesn't have it. Also, on his drives, he needs to show a bit more creativity um, um, when, when he's attacking a basket. To me, he's too one-dimensional on his attacks. Um, so a lot of the times, they either get blocked or they, they, they miss their mark. But I think he, he needs to get a bit more crafty using his body uh, um, to, to, to finish stronger around the rim. That, that's my thing. He's not really finishing as well around the rim. No, I mean, no, I feel like he's gotten a little bit better around the rim. I, mm. I, I Finish stronger around the rim, but you are right though. He doesn't really have a go-to move. So I, I don't know if you're not physically imposing, then you have to find another way to score, and that's and that's you know using your length to shoot over people, or knowing your angles to dribble past people, or being a pick and roll guy. Yeah, defensive awareness, obviously that that's my number one with Kev too. He's got to be aware of what he's doing out there on the floor, um, especially guarding those corner threes. You know, his his help defense needs a lot of work. His rotations need a lot of work. Um, but, again, he's he's only 20, man. Yeah. That's what I'm saying to Stan and and, uh, and to above the rim. He's, these guys are still young, man. Yeah, maybe he proves all is wrong. <laughs> maybe. It's not, an exact, it's not an exact science. Yeah, maybe. At the end of the day, we guessing still, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, salute to everybody in the chat once again. Uh, salute to Robert Paris in here. Uh, salute to Robert Paris, longtime friend of the program. We have uh, Frank White in here. Jack Peters, what's going on? Khalid, how you feeling? Metaphysical Logic in here. JLs, what's going on, Metaphysical Logic? That's a favorite name right now. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, we got House Flan from Santa Clarita, California checking in. What's yeah. going on? We got Nino Brown checking in from <laughs> Belgrade, Serbia. Wow. Nino. Salute. Salute to you guys. You shout out my dad. 
Yeah, man, good, bro. No one's putting where they from, though, but I still shout you out, right? Oh, Rick Harrison, my cousin, my cousin, my fake cousin, Winston <laughs> Oh, wait, I got Here we go. Nuno, Balsas, come from Portugal. Okay. Shout out to you. Oh, he says he has a question. Why not trade Randall instead of Morris? The amount of bad decisions Randall's made is huge. Mm-hmm. Bad turnovers, bad shot selection. And I guess he wants a playing point guard. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, it really comes down to contract and age. Really. Uh, contract and age. Facts. Uh, Morris is an expiring contract, so... Much easier to deal. Much easier to deal. One, is Morris more likely he can, he'll can he leave us for more money, too. Correct. Also, Julius Randle, even though he doesn't look like a spring chicken, he's still kind of a spring chicken, you know? <laughs> he's, yeah, 25. He's only 25. He has a lot more years left. Yep. So he can possibly grow with some of these guys who are the young guys. He could be the 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 old the young guy. Yep, yep, yep. I agree. Um, I got Nick Alexander in the building. What's going on? Nick checking in from LA. We got um E Lou checking in from Mount Vernon. So salute to everybody in the chat. Uh mm-hmm. appreciate you guys for supporting. Let's go down to Tampa. JL Jose from Tampa is in here. Let's talk about a point guard. Jose, what's going on, man? Hey, how you guys doing? Good, hey, good. Last man. time I called, I, I, I threw out the uh, Savior McDaniel. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I remember uh, that. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, JL was not on the, on, on the program that day, so I didn't get to change impressions to him. But, uh, yeah, my thing with the uh, point of situation, um, let me stop exercising because I'm. Yeah. Uh, oh, you um, you exercising right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the gym. Well, oh, man, Jose's in the gym. <laughs> he's on the he's on the he's on the elliptical, the elliptical getting it getting it in. <laughs> All out of breath and whatnot, bro. This is the what they know. Oh man, go ahead, bro. I I can't speak in exercise. Right. I'm too out of shape. Uh, so you know we have. We have to put things in the balance, you know, moving the team forward, you know that. Uh, we have cap room, we have youth. But, see, I have, I've gone to this website, I don't know if I'm allowed to go to a website, but I like to go. Anyway, way, I, I like to go to this website called Hitchhike. And I look at the salaries. And my, yeah, my fault, Jose. So, sorry, man, but the connect, the connection was just wasn't good. Call us when you get home, man. It's too yeah. too loud. It's too much too much uh, commotion going on back there in the gym, man. We appreciate the call, but call us back um, when when you get to a more quieter quieter place. Dan from Long Island's up next. Dan, how you feeling, man? It was good, guys. Listen, good. you know the gentleman you had who called earlier, the guy who was a fan. From the, yeah, from the same, 1960s yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm a little younger than him, but I'm still I'm still an old head. And I think the problem that like we have as older guys, much older than you two guys for sure, mm-hmm. is that we remember a time yeah. when you know, when you took somebody in the lottery, he was a finished product. So yeah. for guys like us, it's hard to understand how you could give all this money to a kid. How you could have thought that Kevin Knox at the time yeah. was the eighth best amateur in the world. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I, I, I relate to what he said. I understand that it's a new game. It's a new era. You got to put the money to this kid. You got to love the, I understand all that. But I think for a lot of older people, uh, I can't be going to call myself old, but 
we're just used to seeing cats come into the league. You know, Mark McGuire came into the league in, in 81, and he, he's averaging, you know, gave you 19 points, 12 boards mm-hmm. as a rookie. Yeah. And, and he could play on the block. You know, the, the gentleman who called before who says, that, you know, how come not playing on the block? He's a boy. He ain't a man. He, where's he, how's that kid going to get on the block? Mm-hmm. He, he's, still, he's still developing his body. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. You're going to put him on the block with who? You know, Morris is a man. Yeah. Morris, even though Morris is not as athletic as Knox, he's, look at his body. Mm-hmm. That's a man. Knox is a boy. He's getting bigger. Look how much bigger he is than last year. He's mm-hmm. going to be a monster at some point. But I'm just saying he's not ready for the league. And, I, and it's something that a lot of us older fans who keep getting mad at these draft picks have to just understand that it, it's, it's a crapshoot. But the, reason, the main reason I called tonight, fellas, is this. you know, And this goes for all those people on ESPN again and all those people in the mainstream media, Begley and all these guys who killed the Knicks for not giving Porzingis a max deal. Mm-hmm. He had three DMPs last week. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Knees acting and, up on him. And can you imagine? Guys, can you imagine what would happen to Perry or to Dolan if we gave that guy? Because he wanted a max deal. That's why he got licked. Let's be honest. He wanted a max deal coming off the surgery. And without even having to show us what he had, he wanted a max deal. Can you imagine if we gave that cat a max deal? What would be happening right now? What would happen to the franchise? If, if what I think is happening to Porzingis is happening. So I know that we got, I know the thing with DSJ didn't work out. I'm not, but I'm saying we, I, and I'm not trying to defend Dolan. Mm-hmm. We didn't have an option with KP. I'm telling you right now, Bill Jackson was right about this kid. He's not built his body and the way he wants to play. I don't think he could do it. And I think if we have, if we were tied into KP right now, this franchise would be set back even further. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm just saying that because you know the you know how ESPN Jay Rose and Jacoby, Jacoby and Jalen, whatever that show is, mm-hmm. and Perkins with his big mouth and Mitchell, <laughs> Mitchell yeah. they don't talk about that. Nah, nah, nah. They nah, don't nah. talk about that, yeah, nah. right? And I'm just saying that I think it's important that the real fans understand that KB couldn't have got that, and and those our management makes a lot of mistakes. And maybe we could have gotten more for Porzingis. That's a legitimate question. Right. But Porzingis had to go. That's just my opinion. Guys, have a great night. And I'll see Appreciate you guys Sunday night, man. We'll see you Sunday, man. See you Sunday, night, Sunday right? Dan. Appreciate the call, man. Yeah, you know, the thing is, Porzingis is, um, yeah, that knee's not good on him, man. Yeah, might have dodged a bullet there, CP. Not, might have dodged one. And, and Phil, like I said, for everything that we knocked Phil, man. He was just weird, you know. Listen, we we know yeah, the things man. with Phil that was just very weird about him. But as one of the things, he was leery of committing to Porzingis, um, saying a seven foot three dude may not be able to hold up on those legs like that, man. Definitely, he he was right about a lot of things. He just had a weird temperament that turned everybody off. Yeah, yeah. And to and to Dan's point again, I feel like they botched the trade. We we'll, I don't maybe we'll never know the true details of what happened and the timing of everything mm-hmm. just seems like to me, like they botched the trade. I don't know. Maybe it's possible. I mean, it seems like they had an idea what they wanted from the first place. Um, they, they wanted a young player and cap relief and, and they wanted Tim Hardaway Jr. off the books. Thank, thank you, Steve Mills. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if, if was there another team that could have gave us everything we wanted plus more, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe it might have been they would have gave us better players, but we still had Tim Hardaway Jr. Who knows? I don't know. Right, right, right. Um, on his on his um 
points on the kids and, and appreciate Robert Paris for point, pointing this out. Um, this is what John Calipari had said about Kevin Knox when we were, I think this was leading up to the draft. This was, this was uh, a quote from Calipari. He says, um, he's not even close to what he's going to be, but he's young. You got to know you're going to see this kid now and it's going to be holy cow, but he's young. You're not going to get a guy who's 25 years old. He's 19. He just turned 19. He yeah. says, Calipari says, he says, this league is a futures league. You're not drafting for what they look like. You look at him and watch him and this kid, and this kid got the better of him. I think, oh, he's talking about comparing him to Bridges. But you yeah. watch it and you say that's only because he's three years older. He yeah. says, where's Kev going to be in three years? That's the challenge of what all these guys have to do. Mm-hmm. Playing the long game. Playing the long, Playing Kevin the long game. Guys down the line, then yeah. Then we won, but it remains to be seen. I kind of wish, because, you know, the guy who just called, he has a good point, like, and we, we kind of talked about it before he came, like, mm-hmm. people are coming in a lot raw than before. The big right. men coming in, they don't have the footwork they used to. Yeah. The, the girls coming in, they don't have the, the ability to read the game like most people do. I almost feel like I wish the rookie contracts were a little bit longer. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. It's like, it seems like nowadays the rookies are taking more, more of the five year to kind of really mm-hmm. get to where they are instead of, you know, two. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I want, I wonder, I wonder if that will ever happen. If it's like a longer contract, but less, less money, or I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there cer- certainly seems like they're leaving early, man, and I think that's overall have an impact on on the product. I- I'd like to to get more thoughts from, uh, you know, maybe a more seasoned scout or somebody who's who's been around these prospects for a while to to get some of their thoughts on it for sure. But yeah, that w- that was Kyle Parry's assessment on it. He said what they're gonna see. Said the kid is really big, long, skilled player, but he's young. You've got to know you're taking one of the youngest kids in the draft, but I think he'd do well there, meaning New York. League has become a hit or miss league. If you shoot it, you're good. If you can't shoot it, you're probably not good. And he can shoot. Boom. That yeah. that that was Kyle Parry's assessment on young Michael, Kevin Knox last summer, two summers ago. Michael Michael Parker donated super chat to us. Just- <laughs> <laughs> Salute to Holy. Michael Parker, man. Holy. T- <laughs> he, yeah, he was never a Knox guy, man. He was never a Knox guy. He says he wanted SGA, so he's with the SGA crew. That we should have taken him, oh, but in SGA. I mean, I liked him, but I didn't think he's gonna be what he is now. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, um, who was I again? Who was I, CP? We were Macau Bridges. You were Miles. Miles. I was Macau. I was definitely Macau Bridges for sure. I was Miles Bridges. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, I want to shout out Robert Paris. Sends us a super chat. He says, uh, it's always easy to discuss our youth after a win. I think that's for sure. Eric Booker sends us a super chat. He says, um, shout out to you guys for great Knicks content. See you Sunday. See you, Eric, on Sunday. Somebody else asked um, what the arrangement, the pregame arrangement was going to be for Sunday. I'll keep you guys posted. I'm going to the game Wednesday. I'm going to Laker game on Wednesday. Um, but I'll keep you guys posted for Sunday. Just look out for a, a tweet or go to the community tab on YouTube. Or I'll, I'll send out an email uh, or something. Let you guys know what, what the pregame meetup is going to be. Maybe we go to a bar or something and meet up beforehand and mm-hmm. um, and, and link up with, with, with the family. Uh, Johnny P sends us a super chat, JLC. He says, free the kids, hashtag let the kids play. Mm-hmm. And Michael Parker also sends us a super chat on this side. So salute to everybody that uh, has been supporting us. We definitely appreciate it. 
Uh, back to the phones, Johnny G from NYC is in the building. Johnny G, what's going on, man? Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? CP, JL, just want to uh, thank you for all you guys do with the show. Shout out to the chat. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my brother, Matty G, in Albuquerque, who turned me on to the show over the summer. Matty G, totally man. Me back in. Holding it down yeah, in Albuquerque know. by way of Long Island, man. Yeah, tell Matty G I said what up, man. That's huh. right, that's right. Um. Yeah, so just wanted to uh, touch on the rebuild and uh, kind of continue the conversation that Dan from Long Island said about, you know, the uh, how we dodged a bullet with KP, how we dodged a bullet with Durant, Kyrie, and, <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say this, but even with Zion, I mean, think about it. If the Knicks got everything they wanted, they would just have four guys who are hurt, Damn, you know? It would have been a nightmare. And – and, it would have been a total nightmare, but that's kind of not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is how I wanted to rebuild for so long. I wanted them to watch Clean House and kind of do what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've never played this many young kids for this many minutes in a season, even though we want them to kind of play them even more. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think Knicks fans have ever watched this, you know, kids play this many minutes at this age. And what's difficult about it for me is uh, having to put the trust in the front office, <laughs> even though they're kind of doing the rebuild I've always yep. wanted. Mm. I mean, it's messy, you know, Fizdale didn't work out. And it's just like, man, this is a rebuild. They are doing it. But I don't know. It's like a game-by-game thing sometimes. It doesn't feel, I don't know, it just feels a little messy that the rebuild can't happen a little bit more smoothly, but I, but at the first time, this is, this is, I've never watched a, tri- uh, a rebuild before. True. They've never done it. They've always, you know, put a bandaid over a bullet wound. True, true story, man. Appreciate the call. What, what makes this one messy? Uh, oh, wait, let me, let me patch him back in so we can answer. Go ahead, Jails. Go ahead. Oh, what, what makes this rebuild messy in your opinion? I just want to, I'm just curious. Well, I think Fisdale crashing and burning makes it messy. I think, you know, KP wanting to leave and not having trust in the organization makes it messy. Yeah. Um, you know, having to give him up and not really know what's going to happen to him. I mean, I don't think he's really going to stay healthy for five years at a max contract. But just <laughs> uh, just tough. To, I mean, I, I, like, I like putting the time in with the young kids. It makes me feel more connected to the team. I don't want transplants coming here, you know, and going maybe to the second round of the playoffs. That's not what I'm looking for. So... Um. Yeah. Okay. Good points. Good points. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that call, man. That that was a good call, Jails. Um. John Johnny G basically saying, you know, this is really the first rebuild that you see, and the thing is, do you trust the guys making the decisions? Yeah. <laughs> it's like they fumbled. They fumbled on the Fisdale hiring. That was probably a big piece of the rebuild in general. Yeah. Uh, AP was supposed to be part of that, of that whole transition. You know, he's supposed to have a big piece in place, and he kind of fumbled. Both are gone. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it it does leave fans wondering, damn, what now? But um, that's what RJ is for. I mean, (laughs) that's partially what RJ is for. And who knows what we'll have next season, where where the ping pong balls will land. And we still have a lot more questions to answer. We still... It's true. There's a lot more questions that need to be answered, man. But uh, it's like a blind, it's a blind faith right now, JLS, that the people in charge will continue to make 
those decisions, if they're there, I still I still think that that we will try to go get an Ujiri or somebody else. I think Dolan will still do that. You think so? Yeah, I think I think he still will. I, I think he still will. And if we have to put enough pressure on him to make that decision, then we'll have to spearhead. We'll have to lead the charge. Taylor. I'm not giving up two first rounders. I'm not, <laughs> doing, I'm not doing it, man. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's a little that's a little crazy. Jerry's always screwing us, and even if we get him here, he still feels he still screws us. It's like, come on, come on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the million dollar question: Is Dolan gonna move forward with with Mills and Perry to to continue this rebuild? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. Are they already gonna move forward because that 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 one thing kind of affects who we're drafting, who's the staff is gonna be, is Mike Miller gonna stay? Mm-hmm. Like that one thing kind of affects everything. 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 So everything. It's going to be a big, this is another big summer. Big offseason, man. Big offseason. And whoever that exec is, once again, they have the ability to, again, strip this thing down and and put some pieces in here, veteran pieces that properly fit around what they want to do with RJ, get some more shooters in here, get some 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 better two-way players in here if you can, mm-hmm. and, and really put this thing together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that call just made me nervous. <laughs> Johnny G throwing it out there, man. All right, let's go. Uh, Dion from Park City, you're the closer for the night. Dion, what's going on, man? Hey, what up, CP, man? What up, Jay Ellis, man? Hey, what's going feeling, on, bro? man? Love the show as usual, man. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, no doubt, man. I just wanted to, man, I don't know about y'all, man, but I'm excited, man. For the first time in a long time, we got flexibility. We got pieces of trade. Like, mm-hmm. and I really don't want to get rid of Mills right now because I really want Scott Perry to do this draft. Because the reason why we wanted him as our GM was the job he did for Sacramento when they drafted De'Aaron Fox, uh, Justin Jackson. Here he goes. Like, I know all of them players ain't stars. But De'Aaron Fox, he's a stud. Like, we all know that if he could just stay healthy. Justin Jackson, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr. taking his minutes, go figure. You know what I mean? And then Harry Giles, he's in the G League development. So that's all one draft. He turned around the whole Sacramento organization. Like, you know, they traded Justin Jackson for Harrison Barnes, which is, you know, it worked out good, but now they're in a rut. But I just want to see Scott Perry handle this draft. And then anything they do after that is, you know, it's up in the air. That's all I really wanted to say. Though I just really want to see what he does because we have six picks over the next few years because of the Porzingis trade. And then if we could flip Morris for another pick, and then we could possibly flip DSJ and Portis for another pick, and he has all of those assets, I, I he'll destroy this draft. I have faith that he'll destroy this draft. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Appreciate the call, Dion, man. Mm-hmm. Um, JLC, you, you've been a Ninja P guy. Yeah, I've been a Ninja P guy. I... I would be willing to to see him see this through, but at the same time, if Dola makes a move, the incoming president is going to want to bring his own guys in here, unless him and Perry just have an unbelievable relationship. Um, But also, how much was Perry's input on putting this team together? You know, that's the thing. Like, again, with the free agency thing, the question is, are these guys who they set out after, or are these guys... I'm talking about, for, forget plan A. I'm talking about from a plan B perspective. Are right. these the guys that they set out after with a vision for this team? Or are these the guys that they could get with the money that they had to spend? Yeah. It's a big difference. It's a it's big, a big difference. difference. And we, we we will never know that. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because they got Julius Randle. They got all these guys here. And you and one of the biggest problems is the fit between Julius Randle and <laughs> and the guy who, um yo, why my, and Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. Marcus Morris wasn't even a, a, a real thought though. You he wonder was late. He was late acquisition. You wonder if we got Marcus Morris first, me like maybe they might have planned to if they would have go gone about building the team. I think so. Uh-huh. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions, but um, I I you hope I understand what the guy was saying about the draft. Like he's done okay with us for the draft as well. Like I so as though I know he's not in rotation right now, but he was kind of a surprise last season. No one saw him definitely. He was a, a story undrafted. Virus like oh John Starks second coming. You know <laughs> Mitchell Robinson came out of nowhere and improved and impressed. And he seems like he's gonna be a staple for this franchise. And we got him for damn near nothing too. So I can understand why some people will be, you know, looking forward to a draft from from Perry. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know his in season, his mid season trades. We got to see if he can still execute on that. Yeah, that's a question mark. Yeah, that is a question mark. So we'll see. I, I I'm not losing sleep if they don't keep Perry, but you know. Um, if these guys are here next year, again, what's Blatt's role going to be? What's his input going to be, you know, from, from an international scene, you know, just from an overall identity, you know, how, uh, what is the identity that they're going to build this team after and who are going to be the key guys with, with input on this? And that, that's what I'm interesting to see what, how that's going to unfold over the next year or so. Right, right. I guess I see some people saying MPJ that maybe they didn't not get Kevin Nasky MPJ. Everybody was passing on MPJ at that year, man. Everybody was. So I mean, that back yeah. problem is still a big thing for somebody yeah. that young. And 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 what would the calls be if we came back from the draft that night with KP already missing time with an injury, and then drafted Michael Porter Jr. with a back injury, who uh, they already knew was going to miss. I believe I believe they already knew he was going to miss the year with the back or that the back was really in, in bad shape. That's why he dropped so far. Yeah. That's exactly why he dropped so far. You know, so, I mean, I guess you can, you can say, Oh, we pass on shy killers. I guess you can say that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You can say that now that he, he's beasting with, uh, with the thunder, you know, but at the time I, I wasn't mad at the Knox pick and we'll see, we'll, we'll see where it ends up, man. But good show. JLS. All right. Let's let's uh let's keep it pushing and and uh sign out, man. Mhm. All right, cool. All right, man. So check this out, fam. If you if you love me, you probably also love Nick Time Show. Definitely check out the Nick Time Show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. New episodes will be dropping tomorrow, Tuesday, on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. The video would be should be dropping on Wednesday, so definitely check that out on youtube.com slash time show. So definitely um check it, look out for that. Um shout out to my guy Fritz edit over there who's in the chat right now. Also follow me on all social media that is on the KOT show on Twitter and the Nick and Time Show on Instagram. Also sh- check out the blogs, man. Check out the blog at the nicktimeshow.com. And shout out to, to the writers, uh, shout out to Kenny, and shout out to my guy Ryan, who's so supposed to be dropping something this week. That is all. Back to you, CP. All right. Appreciate it, JLs. Good show, my dude. Good show. And uh, salute to everybody once again who tuned in. Knicks win on this MLK Day 106 to uh, 86. They beat the Cavs by 20 points. So salute to everybody who tuned in. Remember, this show is available 
in audio podcast format. So when you're at work tomorrow, if you miss half the show, you can always catch it in audio podcast format. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon Alexa, all on the Knicks Fan TV. The links will be in the chat and also the links are in the video description. Um, Share these videos. Very important. Please share these videos. Text your friend. Text your family. Share this on Facebook. Share this on Twitter. This is how the platform continues to grow. We get more callers in. We get more uh, uh, people in the chat to target Ari and go after him. (laughs) 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 To battle Ari. You know, but yeah, it's all fun, man. Appreciate everybody for the super chat as well. Uh, If you didn't get a chance to leave a super chat and you would like to, you can certainly do that via PayPal or Cash App. The links are also in the video description as well. So, um, yeah, great show. Great, great show. Great show to everybody who tuned in. And uh, we we appreciate you guys. I'm going to shout out Jack Peters, John Talento, E. Lou, Keith Sinclair, all the mods, TM, Dave, Above the Rim. Thanks for calling in. JL, so you want to shout out, man? Shout out to Alexander S. Martinez. They called me Tack, who's moderating for me at HB Mac. Craig, yeah, Craig Williams, John Talento, Michael Parker, my guy Alex Collins, who shout out and shout out to you. Shout out to everybody who's representing KOG. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How many thumbs up we got left to 150? I think I think we're closing in on 150 likes for this video on Knicks Fan TV. Hit that thumbs up before you guys get out of here. Very important to promote the show. Goes a long way. Everybody smash that like button on the way out. Subscribe to the channel. It's free to do so. Hit the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Number one show for the fans, by the fans. We out of here. Knicks Lake is up next. See you guys on Wednesday. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.